Thanks for joining us today. This is Mike Simpson, superintendent of Guthrie Public Schools, and it's our uh, podcast, uh, Chalk Talk, talking about uh, all things education. We're going to take a little bit uh, different uh, twist today and uh, uh, have a have a good group, a uh, couple of people here that uh, I've known a long time that that uh, were I conned them into to joining us today for episode two of these podcasts. Uh, we have with us today the voice of the Blue Jays, Chris Evans. Maybe uh, many of the Guthrie folks know that will know that voice when it comes on. But another voice that uh, uh, high school fans know all too well, uh, Van Shea Ivan, the Media Relations Director for the Oklahoma Secondary Schools Activities Association. Gentlemen, thanks for joining, joining me today, and uh, hopefully we can have a, have a little fun. Yeah, thank you. I'll be the local flavor, Van Shea, the statewide guy. So that's a, that's a good mix, Doctor Simpson. Well, yeah, and and that's the the thing about this. I, both of these guys I've known for a long time. In fact, you know, Chris, I've known since since I was athletic director at Stillwater, and then Van Shea and I go back uh, to our days uh, uh, chasing cowboy basketball around uh, when uh, when I was young and skinny and had hair. And Van Shea hasn't changed hardly at all. I would say the same thing when I was young and skinny and had hair. Man, those were good times. Yeah, and, and uh, thinking back of all the things that uh, all the miles that we've all traveled since then, Van Shays, uh, you know, you've you've done a lot of work uh, before you went to the OSSAA with uh, promoting high school sports. Um, maybe talk a little bit about that. Well, you know, I was at Channel Four for seventeen years. And, and absolutely loved it. Just loved everything about it. And I had two of the best bosses in the world and Bob Berry Sr. and Bob Berry Jr. And and if I was still there today, I would be happy, you know, e- even with both of them gone. And But I, I just loved everything about Channel 4. But I covered OU and OSU, and it was fantastic. And I got to go to bowl games and Final Fours and College World Series. And, and I, I had a map on my wall. And I would put a pin in anytime I'd go outside of the state. And I think I went to 38 states covering covering uh, OU or OSU or the Dallas Cowboys. We followed them a couple years when Coach Switzer was there. But my favorite thing was really always high school sports. And I, I think it goes all the way back to I had such a great experience playing high school sports. And my high school days were fantastic. And, and a lot of that goes to uh, I was from a small town. I was from Pond Creek. And we had tremendous leadership at our school. Um, um, the coaches were fantastic, but our superintendent and principal were fantastic. And they, they both got it, you know, that, that, uh, that sports are important, but so are academics and so are fine arts. And, and you know, we were, we were encouraged to do everything. And I did. I tried to. You know, and that's one thing that's that's really nice with small towns. And, and Guthrie, even though you have larger classification, it still is a small town feel because everyone in town knows the kids and supports them. It's, that's a great, great point, Van Shea. You know, the, uh, it, it, was, it was a little bit of an adjustment for me coming from larger communities. But, you know, I've said, you know, growing up in Stillwater, I've said all along that Stillwater is a, a small town with a lot of people in it. Right. And and Guthrie is is the same mm-hmm. thing. And you know, Chris uh, Chris is a, a Guthrie native, but uh, has has traveled uh, uh, and knows knows what high school sports is like in other communities too. And so that's that's the unique perspective that we have today. Yeah, and and the cool thing I I love about Van Shea, and I learned a lot from Van Shea is his he had a high school t- television show which I would gladly watch again if you ever brought it back please uh 
But watching Van Shea show, you know, football's king in Oklahoma and a lot of places. But Van Shea would always have the cheerleading uh, contest, the, the cross-country uh, rodeo, all that good stuff. And he would men- be sure to mention every the kid's name, so it's not mm-hmm. just football. And I've 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 I took that, learned from that to in to cover all sports as best as you can, and mention all the kids' names as much as you can. I love putting kids' names in the headlines. So uh, if there's a chance a kid does something good, I'm gonna put their name in the headline because that's pretty darn cool. Yeah, and, and I think uh, we're gonna get into a little bit of the evolution of media. Uh, later in, a, in another segment here, but I, I did, uh, I, I do want to talk about that because that has changed dramatically in, uh, in, in my time in, in high school sports and, and, uh, being around it. And, you know, the, the being, having an athletic background and being a superintendent, you kind of bring a perspective of knowing how important that is, but also knowing all the extracurriculars. And I, you'll hear me say so many times, the number one way to reach a, uh, an at-risk student is to extend the school day. And if you do that through extracurriculars, you know that you're extending it in a positive manner. And that's, that's why I'm so passionate about it as well. And that's, that's the, a passion that I know all three of us share. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about high school sports. Uh, and, uh, you know, Chris, you have the Guthrie perspective, but you also have a, t- a statewide perspective because you, you cover the Blue Jays, but you also have your own uh, uh, show that's on radio and streamed that talks about uh, football across the state and and Van Shea, but the let's let's talk a little bit about the state of high school sports in Oklahoma right now. What what do you guys think? Where are we? I'm loving it. I, it, it's, <laughs> it this is a, this is a busy time, and yeah. we we you know football is in week eight of the football season. We just wrapped up volleyball state championships this week. Cross country is getting regionals this week. Cross country ne- or state is uh, next week. Softball just wrapped up. So this is the best. This is a good time to be in high school sports. You know, I say that all the time. I say this is the best season for high school sports because you've got football and volleyball and fast pitch and fall baseball and cheerleading and game day coming up but then three months from now I'm going to say man this is my favorite time of high school sports because you've got the basketball playoffs and swimming and wrestling are going on then two months later I'm going to say man this is the best time for (laughs) high school sports because you've got all the spring sports going on but it's a high school sports man it's still pure and that's what that's what I love about it, and that's why I, that's why I ended up leaving Channel Four and starting my high school show is because my love for high school sports. But it was still pure, you know. College sports, I love it too. You know, I, I've got my season tickets to Oklahoma State, and I go to football, basketball, baseball, whatever's going on. But high school, it's still at a, at the level where it's still pure, and it's there's something that kind of is it feels Mayberry about it yeah. at times or something, and and I love it. High school sports is is uh. You know, my, my experience I had in high school is what drove me into my profession where I am today. And locally, isn't it not great? I mean, I don't know how school goes with with football team in 6-1 and one being competitive. The softball team, state tournament, uh, got beat by the two teams that are in the finals. Both cross-country teams have a chance to make to the state meet. So uh, it's a great time here in Guthrie as well, which I would think would make a positive school year as well. It, it absolutely does. You know, when I first got into high school coaching, and I, I left the college ranks and, and went to uh, – uh, Apache, Oklahoma, we had a very good uh, high school football program. But I I was told then the football season sets the tone for the entire school year. And I thought, eh, I don't know. All you got to do is be at a school that doesn't have success, and you can see the difference. And, and you know, you hate to think that that, that is the, the bell cow of, of what – 
really runs the school, but it just changes the atmosphere tremendously because everybody is behind uh, the their, their classmates and and it's a it's a group effort and, and it just it's it's transformational and until you're at a school that's not having success you you don't really appreciate that but I and I've been on both sides of that fence and, and watched it and it's it's real it, it, it is and and you know Pond Creek you had a lot of success I know in high school and Chris when you were growing up here in Guthrie I know that it was kind of a mixed bag uh, but I think uh, what we have right now in Guthrie is 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 tremendous. You know, we went to state tournament in, in softball, uh, got uh, had a had a heartbreaking loss there, having a great year in, in football, and and got our traditional cross country uh, team that's gonna gonna make uh, another good run as well. And so it's just it's it it makes a huge difference. It yeah. do, it doesn't end at the school though too. I think sometimes. And it may be the smaller the school you get, but it bleeds over into the community. I mean, I think the businesses have have better years, and I think everybody in town. I, I just think that that the high school, you know, is obviously the focal point of, of every community. But but once that athletic program gets going and they're having success, and I think it bleeds over into the entire community with with the businesses and everything in town. Absolutely, you know, they're they're so supportive, and oh, and they. The people that show up that don't have kids playing, but they're at the games, mm-hmm. and you know it's kind of like when I went down to the state softball tournament. You know, Chris, I know you were in Guyman or trying to make your way there anyway <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with his Facebook live yes. post. <laughs> but seeing the people that maybe hadn't been to a game all year, but they're down there, and and the support that they were showing is just uh, is amazing. We were in Guyman uh, for football, and you know Guyman's had a hard time getting victories on the football field. And we pulled up in the Guyman, brand new LED lights, brand new scoreboard, and there's more people in the stands, and, and they're taking pride in that. And mm-hmm. I think that a lot, all that coming together will build up confidence in, in players and coaches and people in the town to rally behind that deal. So while there's teams out there that don't get wins and have losing streaks, there's still uh, a pride factor that I think brings the community together with high school sports. Without a doubt, and you know, your coverage up there, it was. Uh, uh, Seeing the the things because I could visibly see the things as you uh, had the, the the cameras on some of those improvements and things like that and and seeing a, a community rally around that uh, not unlike some of the transformation that we've seen here in Guthrie it's always uh, you know they had so much success in the early two thousands uh, uh, with football but it hadn't transformed over into the or transferred over into the the school district and I, I think we've we've accomplished that and I think that's something that that's taken everybody in our whole team I can tell you I'm rooting for Guyman to get better I mean I, I just they're building on something and something you can get behind and rally five hours away in Guthrie that's something I get excited for for those folks up there well and, and that what it comes down to is if you care about kids you want all those kids to have yep. success and it's kind of like uh one of the things that I know has been a, one of the school districts that had, has had so much uh, turmoil and, and really has hurt the kids is Western Heights. And, you know, I'm, I'm hoping and cheering for them to get uh, their football season in. I know they've got uh, – they had to forfeit last week, and hopefully they can get the game in this week, and, and then uh, uh, hopefully we'll see them in week 10 and, and get to – their kids get to compete. Uh, let's talk a little bit about something that, that is kind of a, a, an issue – that I think we're shielded from a little bit in Guthrie, but uh, but not necessarily in Oklahoma. 
and that's declining participation in, in, in high school sports. And I know, Van Shea, you and I, uh, with my position on the board of the OSSAA and your position down there, we go to some national meetings where we, we talk about that. But uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about that. And why, why is that happening? You guys got any ideas? And it doesn't matter how big the school is. I remember Guthrie basketball a couple of years ago, we only had seven girls out. And I can remember 10, 12 years ago, we had one cross-country girl out. She was good, Rachel Roberts. She was really good. But now we have abundance of cross-country runners. So uh, so it does, it's not just a small school deal. It's a large school deal. You know, we do the, the participation survey every year, and, and I'm in charge of that at the OSSA where we send it out to – I believe it goes to all athletic directors, and, and they're supposed to fill out their participation numbers. And Oklahoma stayed pretty good compared to some other states for a while. And, and the last couple of years, they've started – some of them have, have, have come down. And, and uh, you know, there's so many things for kids to do. Um, I, I, I can't say I, I dislike, I, I think, and I, I hate to use the word hate, but I hate when a, when a coach says – you know, if you want to play for me in football, you need to, to give up basketball and baseball and track or yeah. wrestling and soccer and tennis. You know, I just – I cannot stand that because the the small percentage that's going to go on and play in college, they're going to be good enough whether they're playing one sport or seven. Mm-hmm. And the other kids get so much experience and so many memories. I mean, just the bus rides and the practices and another coach that's, that's mentoring them and over them and – I mean, the I, I cannot stand that when, when you have to give up one sport to play another. And I don't know if that has something to do with it. We're losing numbers in some sports because other coaches are saying specialize. I mean, my son just turned eight yesterday, and there's kids on his baseball team that are already talking, we probably shouldn't play football anymore. Ugh. Or we probably shouldn't do basketball because we need to – Continue, you know, with baseball in the in the winter and the fall, and and I mean, I'm looking for other sports for my. Yeah. He, he's doing football, basketball, and baseball, and I'm looking at golf and soccer and, and tennis now, or something else. You know, I and that you bring up something that's so important and, and something that, as an athletic director, back before I got into central office administration, I witnessed uh, uh, some some rumors of things like that. In the larger school, you have the. It's it's not a it's not just a large school thing. I you know there were rumors in, in smaller schools as well. But I I, I had a, a mentor of a coach that told me one time I would rather have somebody competing than practicing, regardless of what they're competing in, because then they're learning how to compete, and I think that gets lost a lot of times. And I I uh, the the other thing that I think has has played a role in this is club sports. Yeah. And, and the, and, you know, that's, that's real money. I, I've, I've seen, you know, I've, some of the sports like volleyball, I, I know that uh, many of the people that, that coach club volleyball make more money doing that than they, than you would if you were a teacher. And it's, and, and it's a big deal in soccer as well, that club deal there. Real quick on, you know, on playing multiple sports, my favorite thing to talk about that is control brothers here in Guthrie. Now, Mike Gundy and Bob Stewart, more than likely couldn't make control, see Control Brothers play on a Friday night, but I can tell you OU coaching staff saw Control Brothers play at the Carl Albert Basketball Tournament. So they got to see him play basketball mm-hmm. and compete, as mm-hmm. you mentioned, and be an athlete. So uh, I don't know, it, you know if that played a big factor in his recruiting, but they actually got to see an athlete with their own eyes in a different sport. Right. And he did okay, I think. He did okay. <laughs> he did okay. Yeah. Well, and you've heard Mike Gundy say a million times, I- I'm going to find a wrestler. Yeah. 
You know, if it comes down to, to A and B between two guys, I'm going to take the guy that wrestled. If either one of them wrestled, and, and I think Malcolm Rodriguez is doing okay at Oklahoma State as, as a wrestler where not a lot of people probably looked at him. My brother, real quick, um, is the team doctor mm-hmm. at Oklahoma State University, and he just he can't stand it when one kid plays one sport year-round because of medical issues. You know, he, he made his daughter only like basketball, and she was pretty good at basketball, and, and she walked on at Oklahoma State and played. But he got her off the basketball yeah. court for a, an extended period of time every year and made her go to softball or soccer or something else, and, and she was not good at any of them. Yeah. But he made her go there yeah. because he, he didn't want her on the hardwood, on her knees, you know, pounding on the hardwood all the time, and – he wanted her to use other muscles and, mm-hmm. and get other muscles developed. And so I think that works into it too, where you want to get off the hardwood or you want to get off this sport or you want to do get away from that one and, and develop some other muscles. And, and try, maybe maybe that will help uh, eliminate some injuries. You never know, but maybe it could down the road. Well, the skill set complements each other too. Right. I the One of the best defensive college basketball players I've ever seen was Cornell Hatcher when, oh. when I was at Oklahoma State as a student manager. Uh, you know, people forget that Cornell Hatcher was an all-state soccer player, <laughs> but he developed that hand-eye coordination uh, with soccer and and the balance and and movement back and forth. But he also, like you said, the, he it wasn't the same movement and wasn't pounding so much on his body. And and that's uh, I, that's a great point. And and I I'm I'm concerned about the direction. And you know, Oklahoma, we all know the trends tend to lag here, but they eventually get here. Catch up. And, and I'm worried about uh, the fact that we, what we're seeing on the coast can, can find its way here. Well, and Dr. Simpson, and another thing that I think, and, and you're, as you mentioned on the board of those, say you guys recently did a thing I think that will boost participation is the addition of EA, uh, EA yeah. Gaming. And I think those numbers are going to skyrocket and help those participation numbers because it might not uh, – they might not play football, but they might be in, in the gaming. So I think those numbers, as this grows and grows and grows, this year's kind of an exhibition season. But next year, I mean, trophies will be handed out. And so uh, championships, I think that will really, really help out the numbers. You know, that that was uh, – uh, we talked uh, – I had Chris Legrand on, our high school principal, uh, last month on this, and we talked about that. My my big thing there that, that pushed me over the edge is I feel like that – Will catch a group of students that are not involved in in after in extracurricular activities, and so again, you're extending the school day for a group of students that previously was not served by the school after after school. And I think that's that's what pushed me over the edge. And I know a lot of my fellow board members felt the same way because we all we all want to do what we can to help every kid that we that we come in contact with in our districts. No, it's gonna it's gonna pick up a lot of of kids who haven't had a chance to participate in, in fine arts or athletics, but it's also going to, you know, there's a, a lot of athletes that do the gaming. Yeah. That And when that comes into one of those, you may find the starting quarterback who's a stud in basketball and baseball, but he may be teamed up with a kid who's who he's never met, who he's never talked to in the hallway. It's a good storyline. <laughs> and, they, and they end up being good friends. Yeah. You know, yeah. develop a friendship out of it and, and find out, hey, this guy's pretty cool and, and – develop a friendship and just because of esports and and gaming and and you know you may you may mix some some lines there that that had never been crossed before in the hallways and and develop new friendships and and like you said some some new storylines there not not many people know this chris does but uh i'm i'm big i've got a gaming computer and i'm big with flight simulator 
I enjoy the Reno last the other day <laughs> during, during, during the high winds. Yeah, so, you, and you can you can do live weather on that flight simulator where the the weather that is there right now is the weather you're going to fly in. Oh man! And and it's any airport in the world, mm-hmm. and and so you know, yeah, it's there. There's so many things that are that are like that are so fun like that. And Chris has a computer that's capable of that as well, I know. I was going to ask him if he can fly me to Guyman, but it was a, I learned it was on the computer screen. I was highly disappointed after that. Well, let's, let's talk a little bit about the evolution of the media with high school sports. Because, uh, you know, when, when I first started in high school sports, um, the, as a coach, you know, the biggest thing – is the playoff pairings. And so I would get up at about 5 in the morning and I would get my Daily Oklahoman or my Tulsa World to find my playoff pairings because that was the only way you right. got them back yeah. then. Yeah. And you had to go to the games and scout and you had, I, I can remember playoff times, I would have just piles of VHS tapes of potential opponents in my living room. And you probably drove all over the state to get them. Oh, yeah. I, and, and so now, you know, Chris is uh, broadcasts uh, all the Guthrie football games home and away and assists with a lot of the streaming of things. But let's, let's talk about how things have evolved. Well, I, I'm still – I went to radio school at the perfect time because the first semester we were putting carts together, cart to cart, reel to reel, cutting, <laughs> splicing, all that good stuff. The second semester was computer technology. So I got both worlds on both those deals. And to this day, I'm still old school. We're on the radio, 93.7, but we're also streaming to the new technology. And I can't get rid of the radio. It's just something cool about being on the radio. And I think that's, kind of slowly going away now there's a lot of places around the state that love their radio and hopefully everyone here does too but uh but y'all you have a new audience on the on the, on the streaming deals so uh it used to be about the telephone line telephone line telephone line <laughs> now it's like uh can i get that wi-fi password <laughs> uh, oh you only have seven up can you give me like 10 or 12 up load speed i it really helped me out uh, on that deal but um you know it's incorporated you know some schools uh, smaller schools or big schools never had access to a radio station or access to a, a, a announcer. But now with technology, a lot of not only old people like me can still do it, but students mm-hmm. can now participate as a freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, go through that deal. You know, there's a lot of uh, high schools that have classroom instruction mm-hmm. on how to do that. And I think that's really cool. So uh, I think broadcasters c- uh, can learn at a young age on the job. I mean, if you, or if you want to learn how to run a camera, how to uh, increase the ISO, I'm getting a little nerdy here, but uh, the iris, <laughs> you know, you can learn, you know, learn how to do production, produce commercials, uh, all that good stuff. And with, you know, kids are great on computers these days. Yeah. So the commercials are looking better. The graphics are better than ever. And so I think uh, with, with te- technology, it allows everyone to do a lot, a lot more hands-on work. In years past, you would have to go to college. You would have to intern for five years. And hopefully someone has a job four hours away in Missouri, and you can go do that mm-hmm. for two or three years. And then you come back to Oklahoma to the job that you're looking for. So technology has been great for this field. You nailed it when you you said everything that all these kids have a, an opportunity to do now. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's freshmen in high school that are doing more 
with their video live streaming than I was probably doing as a sophomore or junior in college. Mm-hmm. You know, and and they're 14 years old or 13, 14 years old or whatever it is, and and they're getting a chance to do all this stuff. It's fantastic, and and it's not just uh, it's not just the larger schools that are doing the video live streaming. I mean, there's a yeah. lot of smaller schools that actually do have classes, like you said. I mean, there's some class A and B schools that have mm-hmm. a class for their video live streaming, and some of them are are just really really good. I mean, every year they get better and better and better, and I mean, it's it's a great opportunity for them, and and hopefully a, a lot of those kids end up staying in the media field and and find a, a career out of it you know we we've talked about live streaming but one of the things and, and i don't want to trample on anyone's career certainly not anyone here but uh but you know one of the things that has changed all this also uh chris you mentioned you like putting kids names in uh, on headlines and things mm-hmm. like that is newspaper circulation has has plummeted uh, there's a lot of other opportunities for publicity and how you get the news yeah. As well, and uh, you know, in fact, uh, until even when I was in Ponca City before I came to Guthrie, which has been ten years ago, uh, I got the Tulsa World and the Daily Oklahoma delivered to my house. And you know, you can't even get the Tulsa World here, uh, but and most people uh, get their news online. Some sources are probably more credible than others, but, but you know, when you look at the sports part of it, uh, that's changed tremendously as well. And you know, you guys are both in that business, and uh, t- kind of talk a little bit about just that. like you said, you used to get up at five in the morning to see the playoff pairings. Yeah, and when I was doing my show, I would get up. You know, a lot of nights I wouldn't go to bed till two, three, four o'clock from editing. But I'd get up at, at 5, 30, 6 o'clock to get the paper and make sure I had the right information and the stats. And, man, I, I would read the sports page front to back. You know, and it, it's sad. It really is sad because m- my dad was a farmer, but Pond Creek used to have a newspaper, the Pond yeah. Creek Herald, and he wrote a little sports section for it, started writing it in high school and wrote it for over 50 years. And his pay every year, the the owner of the paper would come out on Christmas Eve and bring him a box of Stover's chocolates. <laughs> so he got paid probably six, seven, eight dollars a year, and maybe that was all he was worth. Maybe that's all his <laughs> column was worth. But the old pro was the name of it, and he did it for yeah. fifty years and just loved it, you know. Wow. And and everybody else liked it too. But I I have a soft spot in my heart, and you know, and I oversee the media request and. Sometimes they'll come in and they go to this group called Sports Systems that uh, they they do the passes for OU and OSU and the Thunder and everything. But sometimes some passes will get denied, and someone will call me and say, "Why'd that get denied?" And I said, "Well, let me look into it, and I'll go see." And and you know, I understand that a lot of the small town newspapers rely on on Sally's mom and Jimmy's dad mm-hmm. to take pictures sure. at a different school you know, that's, that's not in their area. Maybe it is in, the, in their area. So I, I make sure that all those people get their passes and they get what they need for the newspapers. Cause I, I still have a soft spot in my heart. And I think it's sad that, that the newspapers are, are dying, but I mean, it's, it's going fast and it, it's sad. I remember I, I always go to Tony's quick stop, Dell's, whatever it was back in the day before going to high school, I'd get my Oklahoma paper. I'd have it in in the cafeteria, the high school cafeteria going through my, Oh, Rob's seat went off for 25 last night for Memorial Craig. <laughs> Jojo Daniels went for 18. Wow. Rob must've shot the three. Cause Jojo, he outscored Jojo that night. But, uh, 
Della Graza, we got to play them in two weeks now. Here we go. <laughs> Boy, they, they're a load. They haven't mentioned Crawford, the player of the year. But uh, but I still have an online subscription to the Oklahoman and to yeah. the Tulsa world. And I love playoff you know, playoff position. You know, Guthrie's trying to get to that two spot. With, you know, if they win this week in McGinnis, they'll be the two spot. Well, the Oklahoma this year, and I talked to Cameron Jordan, and he goes, don't even get me started, but they don't, they don't have the district standings. So I'm, I can't play. You know, I have to do a little bit more work on my own. The Oklahoma will always pr- produce mm-hmm. the district standings for me for there. class 2A2 so I can look at all the, all the different ones. I'm kind of geeky on the bracket stuff. But, uh, <laughs> but now I, I can't find that, and so – it's little stuff like that that the newspapers took yeah. pride in yeah. that you, I that I took for granted. You know, and I hadn't even thought about that, but you're right. I haven't seen that in there. And, and is this the first year that they've not been in there? Yeah, first yeah. year. Uh, wow, that's uh, – but it, it, it comes down to space and, and yep. cost. Yep. And, you know, I don't know if you can uh, uh, very – the the Oklahoman's delivery area is so much more limited than, yeah. it, than it was even when – even 10 years ago when I came to Guthrie – that, uh, uh, you know, it's, it, you're right, it's just scary. Well, my dad passed away four years ago, and they lived, They mo- had moved to Enid for a couple years before he passed away. But when they were in Pond Creek, I would get the paper, the Oklahoma Forum, every year. That was mm-hmm. a Christmas present, and, and then Mom would pay me back for it every year because that's what moms do. She wouldn't <laughs> let me. But I would get it for him every year, and, and we ended up stopping it probably 10 years ago because it, it ended up being a day late. They couldn't yeah. deliver it on the same day. And, you know, that really frustrated Dad because that's what he looked for. Dad would get the, the Pond Creek paper, the Medford Patriot Star, the Blackwell Journal, the Tulsa World, and the Oklahoman. So he would get five <laughs> papers so he could see the uh-huh. sports. Yeah. You know, an old farmer, and he, he would take it out and probably read it while he was on the tractor or combine, and, and he read every one of them. Every, yeah. every time one of them showed up, he would read front to back and, and see everything going on sports. And, that's that that I say it again, but I mean it's 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 sad to see the newspaper industry go that way. Well, let's talk a little bit about the role of television in high school sports because Van Shea, you know, we've we've uh, at the OSSAA we've kind of gone. Uh, at one time, we had uh, uh, one of the local uh, TV stations mm-hmm. in Oklahoma that would uh, broadcast some of our state championships, and and we've kind of gone away from that. But where where's the state of of television in high school sports right now? You know, when I left Channel 4, I left a month and a half, two months after the New Orleans Hornets. Was it the Hornets? New Orleans Hornets came to Oklahoma Mm -hmm. City. Um, So I got to be a part of the NBA for about a month, month and a half, two months, something like that. Um, And I could see the writing on the wall, what was going to happen to high school sports. And it's nothing against TV. I mean, I, I love TV. But when the thunder comes in, you know, you've got a pecking order, sure. and it's Thunder and OU are one and one A, and OSU's, you know, number four mm-hmm. below one and one A, and high school's number twelve yeah. behind one and one A, and and I don't think people realize. I don't even know what it is now, but we used to get at Channel Four. We used to get between three and three and a half minutes at ten o'clock for a sportscast, and so when you have Thunder and OU, and I'm sure now it's less. Yeah. Because of news and weather, and and you know, I think there's a cloud in about 700 miles from Guyman <laughs> that they're following now, heading this way. But storm chasers are out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but it's it's you know that's just the pecking order. Yeah. And and they would do all their research and spend a lot of money to find out that people want 
that people that are watching for sports want Thunder and mm-hmm. OU, and then the next group wants OSU, and the bottom group wants high school. And so that's where I thought there was a niche for high school sports to have a special show. But and I get it. There, you know, the the departments are are dwindling in TV yeah. sports as well. The numbers of, of people that each sports department has, and so the high school gets less and less coverage, and and they still do a, a decent job. And I'm definitely not saying they do a bad job, but just because of their time and, mm-hmm. and resources, they do a decent job on high school football. Mm-hmm. And then once you get to basketball, you know, it takes a big hit. And then baseball and soccer and tennis and swimming and golf, that's where that's where Chris comes in because yeah. they just don't have time to cover that kind of stuff. And I, I think that's a good point uh, that I think Chris and people that are, are in the role in a community like Chris is are mm-hmm. – are, answering a need Absolutely. that was a void left by um and some of this I, I your very very good point is uh when oklahoma became a major league state uh something had to give and yeah. so that's uh yeah what, what is, you know what what the current deal with with the osa the you know the television would come in and and i i trust me back in the day i was all about the the Cox game of the week. Yeah. I, I mean, oh, yeah. I, I get into mm-hmm. it. I, I, all those great uh, learn a lot of stuff watching those. But they would come in and, and I'll just use examples. Last year they'd come in and do six A one. They'll go and do Chautal Bixby. I, I tell you what, I did Cash Class A Cash and Thomas. I was pumped for that mm-hmm. game. Yeah. But TV in 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 back in the day would not carry every single football game, not every single volleyball match. Uh, but I, so we would have missed out on a good Cash and Thomas game because it wasn't. But with today's technology, you're able to watch Bishop Kelly play Jinx in volleyball on a Monday. Uh, where television, that's I mean, it's a lot of work for t- for television. For, you know, to go stream it, it takes a little bit of work. But for television, to bring a truck, a truck, yeah. camera operators, and because when they do go, when they do broadcast, they do a big league job. Yeah, I mean, they have big league equipment, big league operators that know what they're doing. They're professionals. Uh, so that's the one thing that I, that I probably growing up, I didn't get, I didn't get to see a whole lot of Pond Creek Hunter. Mm-hmm. I got to see a lot of 5A, 4A matchups that nowadays I can watch Tulsa Metro Christian play Casha Hall on a Thursday night. Yeah. And that's, it, it, it's kind of fun to be able to do that and, uh, and be able to sit in your own living room and watch and watch that or, you know, just on your phone. Right. Cause I'm not going to go. On a Friday night, because I can't. But if I was a fan, I'm not going to go to Chaltal to watch Bixby play. Yeah. Well, that's probably like, I might, I might, <laughs> I, I might do that. But I, but I wouldn't be able to go to uh, Shattuck to watch yeah. uh, Balco uh, yeah. Forgan play them. And I, and I heard of this guy which at Shattuck, fantastic. Yeah, which yeah. is really, really good. But I wouldn't build it. But I would watch it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan. Well, and 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 to those kids in Balco, you know, it's every bit as big of a deal as it is to the. Bixby quarterbacks, yes, mom absolutely. and dad, absolutely. or 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 take it the other direction and say to the to the uh, the okay girls volleyball player, it's every bit as big of a deal to her and her parents as it is to the Edmund Santa Fe pitchers' parents. You know, in baseball, so it doesn't just because it's may not be your cup of tea, it's somebody's cup of tea, and and it's important to them. So getting an opportunity for them. Now to be video live streamed in a state tournament, a state championship, and and not just showing up and and just saying, okay, well, we're going to do it with our cell phone. You know, I yeah. mean, Chris doesn't show up with a cell phone. No, 
<laughs> he's got he, he's got carts. Yeah. But <laughs> I, mean, I got to tell you, Southeast had a tremendous volleyball. Oh. I got to watch them play yeah. uh, this past week. Uh, Southeast, I mean, they were getting into it. But uh, a grant, you no, know, someone in Florida. I mean, someone's daughter probably grandparents in Florida yeah. or Ohio, Indiana, mm-hmm. probably can't fly in on a Monday to watch her daughter play. And probably a grandparent may have never seen yeah. her play. Right. And and get a chance to in a state tournament and win a quarterfinal. And for South, I mean, just good storylines. I got to tell you, the very first time we, we streamed the Suburban Conference, it was the day, it was a when Suburban Conference had a tournament, postseason tournament, and Guthrie got to host it. And I was geeking. I was like, man, we can have eight <laughs> We can have eight games, and we can stream it here. We can learn, learn all this good stuff. And I was, you know, maybe self-serving a little bit. To, hey, we can do this. I got an email from the dad of, of a girl from Hera, Oklahoma. I got to see his daughter play for the first time, and he's over in Afghanistan. I was like, wow. uh-oh. Yeah. That's, uh, that's yeah. Yeah. okay. This yeah. is not about me. This is about... <laughs> But this that's is bigger cool. than that. But that how cool, cool is that? Because yeah. I was, it's Hera and I don't know El Reno on yeah. two o'clock on a Friday. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Let's be fun. And then, and it's probably four in the morning there. And yeah. he got yeah. up because but, he has a chance. And to, I'll never to forget watch. that. I'll yeah. never forget that. And I, I guarantee you, there were tears in his eyes. Yeah, absolutely. I, 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 I goosebumps talking yeah, about yeah. it right now. Yeah. That's cool. That's good stuff. Well, uh, last thing on my list, I want to talk about. Um, Here we go. March, <laughs> March twelfth, twenty twenty. All three of us were in the same place, <sighs> and how surreal that was. And that was the press conference to uh, shut down the state high school basketball tournament. Come a long way since then, but let's talk a little bit about that. March twelfth, I was at the state fairgrounds, <laughs> state fair arena. I had just gotten the back, the, the camera on the backboard mounted. You have to tape it just right to get it perfectly centered so it's not lopsided uh, when they're shooting uh, pregame at halftime because there's a lot of basketballs. On. And uh, Mr. Glover was on the baseline. Everything's still good? Everything's still good? I was worried about 5A, 6A, probably not playing because of the Dale City connection with uh, with a Utah Jazz player. Well, that's – but we're 2A, 4A. We'll be okay. We'll be okay. Glover, oh, we're playing. We're playing. So I get, I literally got everything set up. Mr. Glover got the phone call. Well, we're done, boys. And so we headed down to the OSSA for uh, the press conference. And I will – that's a day we'll, I will remember forever as well. Go to the press conference, come back, and they're picking up the floor in the State Fair Arena. My, uh, my niece was actually helping you. Mm-hmm. with the game she was going to be the sideline reporter for, at the state fairgrounds arena and so she comes in the night before and she had this is will we do we have a couple minutes for yeah. okay she comes in she comes in the night before because she had her arm was she had something going on with her arm and it was kind of swollen and and it was kind of warm and so my brother got her an appointment with the doctor here in oklahoma city so she comes in, goes and sees that doctor, and he says, you're okay, and gave her some medicine. And so she comes, stays a night at our house. Well, we're watching. We watched Oklahoma State win a basketball game in the Big 12 tournament. My brother's in Kansas City. We watch the Thunder game, or the start of it, the, <laughs> yeah. the pregame. Pre-game yeah. warm-up. And we see them leave, and we find out what's going on. And uh, my brother's trying to get the results from my niece's test to see, make sure everything's okay. And, and he can't get a hold of the doctor, can't get a hold of the doctor, can't get a hold of him. Well, come to find out the doctor that my niece went to had seen 
Rudy Gobert that afternoon. <laughs> Small world. <laughs> had picked him up at the team hotel, brought him in, checked him out, and took his COVID test and found out he was positive. So the doctor's in quarantine. <laughs> My niece had been in the in with with uh, it, with this doctor in his doctor's office thirty minutes after Rudy was in there. So she's sitting on our couch and we're looking at her like she's got horns growing out of her head. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> and, and so um, the next day comes and and I'm sitting at and my brother left Kansas City that night because yeah. he knew what was taking place. He knew he needed to get back with 700 athletes in Stillwater rather than 12 in Kansas City, and he knew that chances are he had talked to so many people around the country that they weren't going to be playing basketball in Kansas City the next day. Well, I'm in the office, you know, and we're still playing at this point, and I, I don't know how many. I should have had my, my tracker on how many steps I took from my office down to Mr. Jackson's because I was going <laughs> back and forth and saying, Okay, the ACC just stopped their tournament yeah. and come back. And then I'd go back down. Okay, the SEC's not playing. And come back. The Big 12's not playing. Come back. Okay, Kansas just stopped their state championships. Or, and some of those may – it may have been different states or different tournaments. But, I mean, I'm just back and forth. And, and you know, and he's on the phone with, with people at the – Capital and the health department and 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 me. I was going to say <laughs> I and was probably on the phone you. With him, it seemed like the whole time. <laughs> and it's you know it what a what a, a a unbelievable surreal like you said and and tough decisions to make. You look back and it was absolutely one hundred percent the right decision. Yeah. Yeah. You know and and the phone calls that came in after that were ninety nine to one negative. Mm-hmm. You know saying why are we doing this yeah. and we should be playing and and. You know, it, if if one person would have gotten sick out of that or one person yeah. would have been hospitalized, I mean, it, it wasn't worth the risk. At the time, you know, it's a state championship and teams are already there. Yep. And you're saying, well, they're already here, you know, and then people are saying, why couldn't they play? The other team was there too. And and it was it so was So many unknowns. A, uh, well, and, and that was the thing. I, I can still remember being on the phone with, with Mr. Jackson uh, at – like 10:40 in the morning and he's giving me every 20 minutes or so we're on the phone talking and we're still playing everything's good and as as all the the information unfolded uh it went from about 10:45 until about 11:15 we went from still playing to we got to shut this down in a hurry yeah. i mean it, and, it it happened in a- and i and i said well wh- tell me how we're going to do this and he said well we're we're going to have a press conference i think it was at noon uh and uh and so i got on the phone i was the vice president of the board and cecilia robinson woods was the president at the time and i got on the phone with cecilia and i said we can't have david stand there by himself on this mm-hmm. we've got to be down there and and i i told david and, you know fortunately she and i are, are geographically are very close, close to the office Lucky so there. uh you know 20 25 minutes and I'm at the office uh, uh, with the press conference and, and Cecilia shows up as well. And, and, you know, I remember talking to the, uh, to the media as well about the fact that we just don't know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, you know, then to think that um, in another 24 hours, we're going to be shut down completely, you know, schools and everything else. I mean, we, we said we went to spring break, but we'd never, <laughs> it was the longest yeah. spring break known yeah. to man, and and those that what we learned then about the tough decisions we're going to make, uh, 
just it's 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 unreal how we've we've had to go through so many things and and you know you, you got it from a from a standpoint of keeping a school district open which the leadership the OSSAA that's our day job and then uh, with Mr. Jackson Mr. Whaley and all our great staff at the OSSAA trying to keep high school sports going and everybody all over the place where, you know, some districts are completely distance learning. Some districts are on A-B schedule last year. Some districts like us were in in-person instruction five days a week. And you've got kids in quarantine and everything else and trying to keep it going. But the thing that I go back to, and, and I think anyone that cares about kids would say this, you know, you don't appreciate something until it, until it has to go away. And, and, you know, you, you, and that was the thing that I know that David Jackson and, and OSSAA staff have heard so much about uh, that people last year were so appreciative that we got to have the state playoffs. And, uh, and you know, when, the, when we would have the negative comments and things like that, I, I, I told David one night, he called me because he, he'd had somebody kind of complain about something. I said, but worrying about that because those kids that, that walked away with the with the gold trophy, they'll never forget that the yeah. rest of their life. Yeah, you know. And and even even you can go as far as to say the, those kids in the spring that that didn't get to play anything. Oh the year yeah. Before. I mean, they may have gone zero and seventeen the next year, but they still got to play. Cost Guthrie a state championship in golf, and I I, I will a three peat. Yeah, yeah, I will forever feel think about that yeah. and and having to tell. Uh, two of our golfers that were going to go on and that would go on and play college golf, but were seniors. That sorry and sorry, we had to make this decision. Mm-hmm. You know, that's well. I, is there anything else you guys want to say in closing? You probably better wrap this. Yeah, up. you're a professional host. I, <laughs> you know, well, if you ain't got any free time, you might come host some of our stuff. <laughs> I, I knew this. I knew if I got you two together, all I would have to do was referee. Yeah, and that's pretty much how it went. Well, we could use more referees. Absolutely. We could use more officials. So go ahead and plug that. I, I was working on that this morning yeah. on referees. It's and that is yeah. you are one hundred percent correct there. Yeah, that's tough right now. Well, gentlemen, and it's not just an Oklahoma thing. It's, no, yeah. it's everywhere. It's, it's yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Hey, I want to say and 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 not just um, because I'm in this room, but Guthrie's very lucky to have Dr. Simpson, and Guthrie is very lucky to have Chris Evans. Thank I mean. You. It's, it's not every school district in the state, and, and we've got some outstanding leadership in the state at schools everywhere. And, and I said about my – when I was uh, K through 12, we had the same principal, same superintendent for 13 years while I was at Pond Creek, and they were fantastic. I mean, there were no problems in town. There were no problems with our, our athletic teams, our music. I mean, we had everything we needed, and, 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 but we still had money because they took care of everything, and they ran it right, and – there were no problems. I mean, and Guthrie's very lucky to have both of you. I mean, you said for those kids to get see their names and, and see themselves on a live stream yeah. and hear their name announced. I mean, they're going to watch that for years and years and years and years. You know, they're going to show their kids, their grandkids. They've got copies of it. And, and without you doing that, you know, that, that would never happen. Well, so. I, was, I was on the couch uh, this weekend on my phone and my wife heard me and she goes, what are you watching? I go, I'm watching Oh one Carl Albert Guthrie on YouTube. <laughs> and uh, like Michael Hayes was the starting quarterback before DeMarco Jones. DeMarco Jones was actually a receiver uh, th- during that Oh one season. And then I saw Michael Hayes. I'm like, man, 
The shoulder pads are big. Oh, I forgot dude. about Michael Hayes. Yeah. The Rock still looks the same. Uh, so there was a, but I was watching a game from twenty years ago, enjoying the, it. The Rock, the Rock back there. I mean, it looks just like yeah. it did when I played left field in American Legion baseball in nineteen eighty four. One more thing, Mick Cornette. I he was doing the play by play for Cox, and I've done so many games. I'll, I don't think I'll ever be able to do it. But Russell Rush hits the game winning field goal uh, to beat Carl Albert, and Guthrie fans are going crazy. And Mick Cornette goes, they haven't been this happy in Guthrie since statehood. And I was like, that's that's so classic. <laughs> I won't ever talk. <laughs> I, I think we probably better <laughs> close there. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, thanks for so much for joining me today uh, on this podcast. And uh, this is uh, this has been Chalk Talk for uh, Chris Evans, Van Shea Evan, Ivan. I'm Mike Simpson. Thanks for joining us, and we'll catch you next month with another great lineup of guests.